it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. We gotta move the product, Teddy. <laughs> I wish I could do that impression too. Do Denzel and then do the impression. Nah, I saw a dude on uh on Instagram uh do a Franklin impression. Fucking dead on. He yeah. was great, especially when he started to raise his I mean he had the tone and the key and everything perfectly but when he raised his voice and was like you know how that fucking franklin does and try to because you don't like the way a nigga talk like he just had he had it down but uh so guess what we're talking about folks snowfall last and final season uh something interesting you said you said this season made up for the last two seasons yeah so you really didn't like the last two seasons. You know, that was the, the last season was the tiger season, right? It was it was very jump to shark esque, right? You know? Like oh, right. we don't have. And you know, I heard the story of about um, there, there's been stories of, of drug dealers uh, having exotic animals. You know, right. in Scarface, the you know he had the tiger, right. and so it made sense, mm -hmm. except. It didn't make any sense, you know, because right. they lived. <laughs> right. So that was the only problem with it. I understand them trying to uh, weave that into the storyline, but I think they could have done something else because uh, I think that's I, I I heard so many people said like a tiger, you know, like a lot of people were right. thrown off by it. So uh, I wasn't just me. So, yeah, but this really this season really got to the guts right. of what it what it was. Dude, I got to, you know, and I know I've, I've, I've obviously seen every season, but I think at some point I just got confused. And then by by watching this last season, I have to ask, was Teddy crooked or straight? I, I couldn't tell if he was still working for the CIA or and he was a legal authority or did he just turn into like a drug dealer, he, he, a supplier? He had a belief that he was doing the right thing. That's the way that I would say it. He always believed that he was doing the right thing, even mm -hmm. though he was so fucked up. He was wrong from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we come into it, what's the what's the first scene? Fucking a bunch of girls and doing cocaine. Okay, but he, illegal as it may be, enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> but that said, right. yeah, he always felt that he was doing the right thing, that he was still like... Uh, he wanted to be the CIA. He was trying to get back to being a CIA agent. And like he wasn't taking that money for himself. That, that's the thing there. That it, 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 he has to be convinced to take that money and, and start his life away from what he believed he was doing was correct. So, you know, I, I'm going to give my I, I'm going to tell you what I think it is. I think he is part of uh, an analogy of what the system is when a white person does something. 
that they believe they're doing the right thing. Right. And that's kind of how I took it is that that's he is a societal idea that, you know, if you're doing it for America and the right thing, you're doing the right the right thing. And that that's kind of I don't know if that was implied. I don't know. It was there. That, that I don't know sounds like the, the, the perfect white uh, justification. That, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I took. Teddy <laughs> okay. is. That's what I took. Teddy is as, right. as he was. He was doing it for the right reasons, you know. Right. And uh, and when you know that white people say that he was doing it for the right reasons and black people say he was doing it for the white reasons. So mm. there you go. That that's what I took it as. I don't know that I'm correct on that, but that's kind of right. how I saw the, the, the character of Teddy. Right. Because, I mean, again, I, like we, I, I know how he started out, and I, I felt like I, we, we knew what his mission was. Yeah. But at some point, he just jumped off the rails and said, you know what? I like this drug dealing business. And, you know, he became part of that world. Yeah, I think he liked the power that went along with it. <laughs> I think that's what happens to a lot of people. It's the power. Even, even if he wasn't collecting the money for his own nefarious reasons or to do whatever, he, he was collecting money. He had power. And that I think people fall in love with the power. Power is, is, is you know, that's what really what money gives you is power. And that's the seductive part is the power. Mm. Um, dude, where do you place Franklin in the pantheon of criminal TV badasses? Now, I know you didn't watch uh, Power. I watched first Power. Uh, the first. Uh, the, the, well, I, I got to say, in, t- in order to really embrace it, engulf it, you have to watch all of it. No, I watched all the power. No, I the did. first season, right? Like the first. No, season. no, I watched all the power. You mean all of it, all of it? Yeah. I never. You never told me that. Yeah, I thought I you watched, gave up no, on it. No, I watched the whole thing, despite how I felt about it a lot of okay, times. Okay, so overall, how'd you feel about it? Uh, from beginning to end. From beginning to final season, the killing of Ghost. I mean, I think there's a tale in this where. You know, you start off as the good guy wanting to do good. And then, you know, this is more honestly, I think this is more this is less of a gangster story and more of an American tale. Power. No. uh, Snowfall. Snowfall. No, but I mean, I know. No, I'm talking about power, though. That You saw the whole thing. I like power at the end. At the end, I liked power, even though it was so far fetched. But I mean, the character when you I mean, let me rephrase what I said. You said character, the character of uh, ghost of ghost. It's a strong character, and he plays it really well. I always felt, now that I look back on it, Ghost was like a, I mean, not Ghost, but Power was like an intense soap opera. Yeah, that's be a great way to describe it. An intense it. soap opera. You can almost Whereas Snowfall, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, that felt like a slice of real life. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it could be. Where, like you said, I think I, power was so far fetched that this, these things are happening, and the love story that's so intertwined in it, right? That that makes it soap opera-ish to me. So let me go back to my question but now. The, but the you, character of Ghost, yes. the character of Ghost, is a strong fucking gangster. So this that, brings me to my question uh, again: in the pantheon of criminal TV badasses, where do you place Franklin amongst Walter White, Tony Soprano, Ghost? And Omar from The Wire, the gay thug. So how many? How many is that? He's the. I, That's the I, one, I, two, three, four, five, C- including Franklin. Five, including Franklin. He's fifth. So you, you okay? So you have him last. You put Ghost out of him because of the story. I think that's why I said this is more of a tale. 
you take a kid that was going to go to college and then it didn't work out and then right. he accidentally falls into the drug game and then he becomes the highest top of the drug pool right. and then he he basically is predicted his own demise where he says now I, I want to go out with nothing and that's the end of it right. you know so that you know that's not a strong gangster you know that's someone right. who gave up he gave up and it's more of a tale like don't do bad things it may right. look great it right. may look like you're going to get everything, but in the end, you get nothing because because the end of it. I don't want to get ahead of your notes, so that's why. No, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead because I like the fact that you brought up that that ending for him. But before I get to that, I'll say this for me. Of course, my number one in terms of those five TV badasses. Of course, you know it's like fucking Jordan MG. So it's going to be fucking number one, Tony Soprano. Then secondly, I'm going to go with. Uh, Bob, Bob, I really love Ghost. I just thought Omari Harwick and that character was such a badass. I'm going to go with Ghost as number two. I'm going to tell you, before you, you right. skip over, the reason I think he's such a badass too, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I never liked power, like overall, right. like as my gangster story because it right. was, like I said, far-fetched. You said soap opera, which I think is a better way than saying far-fetched. But the way he played that character, the way his suits fit perfectly, Man, the way he was the just the demeanor, the coolness. It was like, it was like if Tony Soprano was a good-looking dude and wore fucking clean suits. Right. Like he okay. had, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh Tony was grittier in you know that Italian kind of way that he yeah. pulled that. But if you if you're gonna have get the way he and he didn't want to just be seen as a gangster, you know, he wanted mm -hmm. all of it. And he dressed for the part that he wanted, which right. was to be bigger than that. Yeah. And so, yeah, that character is a, is a strong character. That's what makes me go back as I, after I got done watching it, I saw what, what was, what was good about it. Right. So I got ghosts too. Uh, this is where it gets kind of, uh, I want to put Franklin three, even though I'm itching for Walter White, uh, the black man in me say, well, no, that can't be true because I put Tony first, but Italians are niggas anyway. Uh, whether it's gravy or mozzarella, it's shush, it's shush. All right. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to put Franklin at three, Walter White at four, and I'm going to put the, the, the Doug at last. No, you don't want, I, see, I can't agree with, the reason I can't agree with that, the, like, and I know that you did the, your, 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 your gay pop sound that you just did. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's the grittiest though. He's the grittiest. He's the well, most. You, well, listen, you motherfucker carry a shotgun and a gay dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to shoot you or fuck you. Take your pick. But he's the grittiest of, right. of them all. Seriously, as a gang, right. you know, when you talk about like the dirt, the down dirtiest gangster that's going right. to, he's the, he's the one. Well, listen, and Wire, and again, I never was a huge Wire fanatic. I've the only first seen two seasons. I've only seen Spotty. Right. Like, Spotty. Right. Like, not all. What is it? Like Spotty? Spotty. I, yeah. I watched some Spotty. Uh, you were Spotty with your watching. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't I, see all the episodes. Yeah. I, I, once, like I said, once they killed off my man, Wood Harris and uh, Idris Elba. I don't think Wood Harris got killed, but uh, Idris Elba uh, and Wood Harris was gone. I, that fell off. But, you know, I was going to say the thing about Omar how gangster is it when in the series, whenever he would come around, he would whistle and the streets cleared like roaches when the lights came on. It was like, oh, nigga, Omar. Yeah. So, you know, and then he walked through the streets with a, with a shotgun in the open. So, you know, uh, you might be right as far as the gritty factor. Um, quick story. I got to tell this. I thought it was so funny. 
and interesting. Uh, uh, Michael Imperioli, who played uh, Christopher Maltesante on The Sopranos, tells this story that when the first season, they had done the first season, the show had become so popular that James Gandolfini got a call uh, in his hotel where he was staying at one point. And it was a mob guy. I don't know how they got the fucking his number, but they called the hotel and just said, said to him, hey, fucking show is awesome, but a mob boss don't wear shorts. That's funny. Because Tony would do those backyard yeah. barbecues and the get-togethers, and he would always have one shorts. And I think uh, David Chase loved that story so much that they put that, I don't know if you remember, they put that in an episode of The Sopranos where I forget what the character, who the character was, but he was the guy that croaked with the food in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Looked like a duck, the cartoon duck. But he said, oh, my boss don't wear shorts. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw No, that's know. funny because, uh, you know, Italians in general, like those old yeah. school, they, don't wear, they always wore pants, pants yeah. everywhere that yeah. they went. What is there a weakness in showing your knees? I don't know, but even my even my 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 grandfather, right. like he would do the barbecue outside, and he'd be wearing pants, no right. jeans. They didn't have jeans right. at all. They didn't wear Levi's. They had just like dress like you know work pants, right? Dress pants, and yeah, he would wear those out to the bar. But that's funny because they would wear that with the tank with the, with the undershirt, the, right. the wife the tank top. yeah, the tank right. top underneath. So that's that is kind of fun. Yeah, I never. Oh, now I want to go back to what you said before. Um, dude, I hated how they ended this shit. Why did they have to make him a derelict? Really? See, I didn't. That I didn't get, and that's why I said, I, I, if 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 it breaks you, and this is why I don't. I, I put him as the weakest because if everything that you went through broke you, then aren't you the weakest at the end? Yeah, and I and I I, I mean, listen, I I would, from what you're saying, I would tend to want to agree. And when I posted about how much I didn't like that ending, you know, a couple of dudes, especially dudes from the L.A. area, hit me up and was like, yo, man, that's the real, that's how, when crack epidemic hit uh, L.A., a lot, of, a lot of dudes who I knew who were dealers and people like Franklin ended up like that. Yeah. So that's just, you know, it, it, I don't know, full circle is the right word, but they went from having nothing to being kingpins and drug lords to having nothing, yeah. either dead or in jail. I wouldn't say I don't say that's full circle because when when you meet when we meet Franklin he has opportunity and he right. has he has a life to look forward to right. at the end all of his opportunity along with the money is gone yeah and he's left with nothing so you, it's it's past full circle it's less than you don't have right. anything so um that but there's a key thing in the towards the end of this that, that changes everything for me with Franklin but we'll, we'll go on right we'll go on. dude at one point I'm watching this and I'm going yo when did his mother forget who she was. Like, she, like everybody else, like Louis, like Jerome, is immersed in who her son is now. She don't even call him by his government no more. She's calling him saint. Yeah. So it's all my... And there was one... I, I wish I would have wrote it down, but there was the one scene where she basically has the speech with him in the kitchen. And it's this deep speech where she's... And I'm paraphrasing something about how the system has used me, has used us... So fuck it. Now let's use the system. And she's almost like teaming up with him. And I'm just going, when does a mother do that? She was teaming up with him. They were going to run a big business. They were going to get out of it. But it's not that far from, okay, go back to the Godfather. Mm -hmm. When he says to, uh, what is his wife? What, what's Diane Keaton? I don't remember her name. Uh, uh, oh, dude, uh, what's her name? Oh, now I'm catching Andy. I should know this. 
Diane Keaton. That's a real name. That's a real name, but I don't remember her name. In the, oh, uh, Kate. Kate. Yeah. When he says again, we're going to be a legitimate business in the next what seven years? He says. Right. I think so that that was the goal. That's you know. <sighs> Are you lying to yourself if you're his mother and you're Kate? No, I I, I think you think that you can take this. Okay, let's 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 look at it a different way. Are you lying to yourself? Let's let's put it in real in real experience. The Kennedys were 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 uh, 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 what's what, when you run an illegal booze liquor. Uh, yeah, they were, but what was I forgot what it was oh, called. Oh. They were uh, that's what they were. They were. Ah, uh, oh, fuck, dude. Now you know what you shouldn't forget, and then ask me because then that's like me catching yes, your cold. cold. Yeah, but that that's what they were. They were uh, whatever it is that you call it. Some people are yelling. Oh, at this right is now. killing me because I say this all the time when trying to describe what the podcast is, but. They, they, I'm, gonna, I'm mad now. They took Damn. That, they took that run in alcohol business, which was an illegal business, and they turned it into money and to, right. and they turned it into they turned it into trucks. They turned it into trucking. They turned it into that. That's where a lot of that's where I'm going to get too far into this. But a lot of trucking came from that time period. So a lot of people were able to get in it. Prohibition. Prohibition. It was okay. Prohibition time. But that's there's a word for the the, the bootleggers. Run. Bootleggers. That's the one. God damn. Yeah, you like, came in. Fucking when she was like being on a game show. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 40, 40, you win 40 points for bootleggers. Yeah. So yeah, but that was the business that they were in. Right. But all those trucks, that made other people businesses outside of it. The Kennedys themselves, that was his goal, was to get out of it to make the money and to know, knew that his legacy was a little going to be a little salty because it had some shit on it, but that his kids or would be able to move forward into this. Right. And that's what they did. I mean, one, you go from bootlegger to president. So is it, are you lying to yourself? If you have an example that's been shown to you? I mean, not if it's been shown to you, but once you take part in it and you try to make yourself believe it's something that it's not, yeah, but okay, nothing against Jay-Z's legacy, but Jay-Z says this is what he did. He was he didn't even want to go back into rap because he was making more money selling drugs. And then he goes from that to being a billionaire in the music business and entertainment. How how you have examples where people do make it through. Yeah, but that's that's usually I don't know if that's the best example because yes, you Jay-Z was making a lot more money in the street game before he got into the music game, but the music game can make you as much money or more money than the street game. But f when you're not trying to do anything in entertainment or sports that can generate that same income, then what are you graduating to? No, but there was a time when he wasn't making, it, rap wasn't going to pay more. And so he was like, I know I'm good. There, this is in his no, bio. No, but you know that there's a chance. Yeah. But he, but he, he turned it around. So I'm not even saying from his perspective. I'm saying when you're looking at someone who w went from one business, an illegal business, and took that in, took it off the streets, and then went, took all that knowledge and business and took that savvy and bring it into uh, legal, legitimate businesses, and you see them become a billionaire. I mean, this is within. This is in our history. This has happened in our time. You saw right. someone go from this. So how do you? How can you say that that's not possible? And could the mom go, I look at it two ways. He's in it. Mm -hmm. Can I help him get through this? And can we get to the other side? Right. I mean, it is a legitimate way. It, 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 you've seen it happen. So the idea of it's legitimate. Right. Whether you can pull that off is a whole other thing. And how many people, and this is the crazy thing. This would be, 
I, I doubt someone like Jay-Z would ever talk about this, but I would like to know how many people tried to keep him back because of the past and, and thought that they could get over on him because of it. But mm. one of the smart things he did is he just, he owned it. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. One of the coldest lines mm. ever. So, uh, so yeah, I don't think she's lying to herself. I think you can, you can put yourself there where you believe that you can make that, you can flip it. Right. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Um, dude, I wanted to see that black crooked cop get killed so bad. I hated that motherfucker. The dude working with Louie. Yeah, who's just a, who's a, uh, drug, who's a I, drug addict. I hated that motherfucker. The way that first episode ended with that walk on by, I said, and, and this was, I mean, I'm, I'm one ep in, and I'm like, this is going to be, be crazy, good, yeah. man. You felt it from the fucking gate. Um... Episode two, dude, episode two. And I had, man, I had to call the motherfucker. I reached out to him on Instagram. Devon Nixon is a beast. I hit him up and I said, hey, man, uh, you are doing your fucking thing on there. You are an acting animal, nigga. Because I know this dude personally. I watched him grow up. He is one of the nicest, most humble, sweetest dudes on the planet, he is playing the fuck out of Kane. That gangster shit he's on, the look, the, the faces he makes, the rough in his voice, the delivery, I believe it. Every ounce of it. And I'm just going, it's so incredible because that's not who the fuck he is at all. That is who he is. He's an actor. No, no, no. But you didn't yeah, know no, what no, I'm you, saying. I know though. what you're saying. But some, that's dudes, what I'm saying. some dudes... What certain roles ain't a stretch. Right. It's who they are. Right. But he's stretching. He's stretching, nigga. But he's, and he's great. That's what makes him a great actor. Wow. Wow. Like, if I didn't know this motherfucker, I know the motherfucker and I'm a little, like, fearful. I, I like that you, it, it has to be different for, me, for you too because you know, you known him as a kid. Yeah. As growing up as a young, you know. And for those of you who don't remember, but now see if you remember, he played Whitney Houston's son in The Bodyguard. That's how far back he goes. I didn't know that was him. That was him. But, dude, I, you know, he's a monster, man. I never knew he had that in him. He's, he's obviously shown his, his acting chops, man. He, right. He can do it. Right. Um, I'm going to jump. I don't want to jump far ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go no, ahead. Because we're talking about people that, you know, you might know or have seen. Uh, uh, What's his, the comedian now? I'm forgetting his name. Peaches. Oh, D. Ray. How, how did you? How did you? Well, first of all, how do you think he's done as the character throughout the whole thing? I, not this. I, not because this I, last I, one doesn't do anything. You know, I, I, I don't think they ever gave him anything that made him have to show us what he can do. Because, and I only say that because, listen, D. Ray is a Chicago nigga. D. Ray's a street nigga. So that's what I mean. How much of a stretch? Was that for him to play what he grew up around, his surroundings, what he knows, where he comes from, versus Devon, who I can tell you because of who his dad is, he grew up nice. Didn't grow up in the hood. He grew up nice. He grew up with nice things. He's a suburban kid. So for him to show that ability is mind-blowing. D-Ray is from Chicago. He's from the streets of Chicago. But D-Ray hid all the comedic part of him well, look, on that. But you know, I, I, and I say this, and I, I don't know if I'm saying this too loosely, but most comedians, 
aren't bad dramatic actors. Not all of them, I think, can do it. But most comedians, because no, comedy is drama and pain. With, and with timing. With timing. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want, again, I don't want to make it seem like, all because that's, that's, it's still the skill of acting. Right. So I don't want to make it seem like it's easy, because I don't think it is easy. But, you know, comedy is pain. Comedy is torture. Comedy is truth. And, and I think that if you're able to tap into that, which we do as comics, because that's where the comedy comes from, we just reverse it. But I still think he did a good job. I, I really think he's done no, a I'm good job. No, I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. I'm just saying I didn't see anything that made me go, whoa, D-Ray. Well, the only reason I say that I, I really think that he was doing a great job is because what they gave him at the end, yeah. I was disappointed in that. That wrap-up for Peaches. Oh, not the performance, just what they gave him. What they gave him. Right. I, I didn't expect to see him back at all. I, I like that they tied it up. Right. But I didn't like what they gave him to tie it up with. Right. I, I, there should have been, I, I shouldn't say what there should be or shouldn't be. I like the idea that he spent all the money. Right. And I, I like the whole, I like the idea, but just that he was so, I, I don't know. There was just something missing there. And then that other, right. then the, the other, the trailer dude shows up. And right. he goes, uh, where's Peaches? Right. <laughs> and it just, it just, it, well, and again, not that, and, and I know normally we would probably try to stick to the vest when you go, uh, I don't want to take you out of order, but for this, I don't mind because, why not? because I feel like if I don't jump on something you say that since we're already in the neighborhood, I might forget my point or it might not as be as potent. So since you're there, let me just say it. You know, I, to see Franklin unravel like this, like because... He was a type of dude, like most serious mob guys, we know that murder is a part of the business, yeah. but they don't want to make murder the main business. That's almost like an ends to a means. So it's like, Franklin was like, I don't want to hurt anybody unless I have to. I'm not going to hurt anybody unless I have to for business purposes. The fucking guy that cracked the safe goes, yeah. I got kids. Then Franklin tells him, man, take that little money. And then shoots him in the back as he's walking away. This when earlier when I said I had something that changes frankly right. for me, it's necessary for that to happen because you still feel for Franklin. Like you, he's going through it. You want him to even after he no, murders no, no. him. Oh, before that. Okay. You know, you want him. You're hoping that he gets the money. You're hoping that he can save. Right. And at the end, this Franklin has to be who he is to tell this tale that they're telling. And if he doesn't do what he does there, which freaked me out because Franklin, that's also what made him kind of weaker. He never wanted to hurt anybody. He always had other people handle that. I mean, he did a few times, but right. that wasn't his right. That wasn't his deal. But to say, go ahead and take that money and let him walk out. After he tells you I got kids. Yeah. And then he just he just takes him out. And not even shoot him in the front, the back. And that's where you that's where the the story goes where you can let Franklin go, where you can go, you know what? Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, he's, he's right. done. That, that's the moment that, that, that you accept that, that the person that you like through this whole series is no longer there. Right. Uh, that, that, okay. I didn't, I didn't look at it that way, but I, I see what you go. I, I know what you're saying. And, and that, that, it upset me that they did it in that way only because I think his character deserved a little bit more than being turned off at that moment right there. That's where they shut him down. Well, to me, it's like amongst all the things prior to that, he was there. That was the snapping point. Yeah. Well, you also have to have, he lost his, he, he has his mom, but he lost his mom. Lost his mom. He lost all his money. His, his woman did it to him. His woman left him to, 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 to save herself and the kid. Right. His mom took out Teddy, who was just 
seconds away from getting him that money. If, so he could ride off into the sunset. Yeah, because in his mind, he's like, Mom, you couldn't let it. If nothing else, you right. couldn't let him live for another eight Ta- seconds. Right, right. And then on top of that, to go to the safe, which he thought was his final resort, and that's not there. So yeah, he, he snapped. He, he was he was on his way to snapping. Yeah. But he snapped. But that was the end. That was the end. I, I just felt, you know, the, but that's the era. That's that's the point where the writers and the right. people who made this said, this is where we this is where we turn this is where we turn him from <laughs> right. being who we who you want him to be right. to who he is. Right. Uh dude, that 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 scene, that convo, and 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 this is why you guys have heard me say this before where I go, as much as I think I could act. There's certain things I see, certain performances I see that make me go, I don't know if I could do that. That scene between Jerome and Franklin in the restaurant, uh, where basically, you know, Jerome is saying, motherfucker, you pulled a gun on my wife, nigga. And he goes, when did you turn into this bitch-ass motherfucker? And that prompts... Franklin to get pissed to the point where remember Franklin pulls the gun on him and and Jerome was like do it motherfucker but prior to the gun being pulled you you still see in the scene and that for Jerome this is still my nephew this is still my family this is still my mother's son uh my sister's son and on the vice versa Franklin is going this is my uncle this is my mother's brother so there's the family bond and as hard as this is for both of them, you could see during the the go the cut back and forth, they're both welling up with tears. And I'm sitting here going, so on top of remembering your dialogue for this intense scene, you also have to remember this is your family, thus the emotion, thus the tears. I might have been able to memorize my lines. I might have been able to maybe deliver the intensity. But I wouldn't, I don't think I subconsciously would have remembered, yo, you're talking to your uncle. Your uncle's talking to you, his nephew. I wouldn't have thought, tear up a bit, which makes sense yeah. in the overall. But I just wouldn't have thought to remember, yo, this is my uncle. This is my family. So it's hard for me to say this, and it's hard for me to hear this. So I'm t- on top of remembering your lines and delivering it with intensity, yeah. Make your eyes water. That's incredible, man. Here, here's here's another little part to what you're saying. To me, that makes it even more incredible. Uh, I, I think is is a a, a, men, a mean saint. I mean, no, a mean. What was it? a mean Joseph? He a played, mean Joseph. That's the that's uh Jerome. Jerome. He played a mean Joseph. No, no, no. His his name is a mean Joseph. Oh, that's his real. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played a mean Joseph. Joseph. He does play. I a thought mean that Joseph. was a he saying, does. but no. Okay, his name is a mean, mean Joseph. Joseph. All right, dude. Franklin had range in his character the whole way. You saw him as the the college student, you know, the, mm-hmm. and he's playing this range of emotions, and he's upset right. throughout the whole whole thing. And you have, uh, you have a uh, Jerome that it plays really a small, like you, his dimension, like who he is as his character is kind of right there. Is like the big guy who used to sell some weed, and he's but he's kind of like you know that's this family, but that's as far as it went. That scene. Right. When he takes it to that level, and then the scene that gets me is when he goes back and he's like, "I'm sick of this. I'm not just sitting here anymore." And he goes over to the his friend, the the guy to get his car checked, 
mm-hmm. and he wants it fixed and he's going to pay it. He just wants to hang out with people. He wants to be just a dude on the street again. Mm-hmm. And everybody's freaked out because it's bringing heat onto this little, and he's talking and he's going through his past and his history. Now you see the range of this man as an actor. Right. Cause you didn't, I even asked you when we talked about this in uh, earlier, I go, where do they find these big dudes? Are these real actors? Are these just big <laughs> dudes that they're getting off the street? Because, you know, he, it, it, it's a certain look that this guy has bring into this part. Right. And he's, he looks like a big motherfucker. Like <laughs> I, I, I did acting in high school. I mean, right. I did some acting out of high school, college. I didn't see big motherfuckers like that doing, right. uh, but so, you know, he, he comes in and his, his range that he's able to deliver this, this acting that he's doing his acting right. was fucking amazing because he doesn't work through this the whole way. He has to bring that out in a subtle way where you have Franklin who's been able to do it right. the whole time. He had to bring that out there. And when he goes and he's talking and he's just trying to live like, and then you get the feeling of this person who's like, I put him in when I said, is this just a big dude who, who they get for this? And and he actually brought that to life. Like I am a big dude. I am in this pigeonhole. I'm in this box. I just, and my friends, and he actually took what I thought about him as a person it, without the character itself, just him as a person. Yeah. And he brought that all around where you saw this person living in that life in that box and that, in that setting. And I thought I, I, I like, I would like to see what else this guy is doing because I think he's a good actor. I think he was really right. good. Um, and uh, the scene, yeah, I guess I, I don't know how far I'm jumping from where you are, but when he gets taken out, man, dude, you, you see my post. Yeah. 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 I, I I, listen, I was obviously being funny, but I wasn't. That got me, dude. That got me, man. I was like, they killed Jerome, yo. The way that he, his his death scene, Ugh. one of the best, dude. He's still he gets shot, and the other dude, he's still just standing. There's something about the way that he, while he was coming to save his woman from being raped, this, oh, the way God. that they put that whole thing together, dude. This, that that. That right there, that was one of the things that made the whole Listen, series. I was expecting Franklin to get taken out. I didn't expect Jerome to get taken out. I thought they're going to end, probably going to get killed, uh, Franklin. But, and listen, the way he, I would have rather him got killed than that bum shit. Him going out like a bum. I would have yeah, rather yeah, seen yeah, him yeah. get killed. But you can't have, because that's, there's, <sighs> that you can't have him go out that way because he's still kind of a hero then if he goes out that way. You have to break, that was the tale. That's why I said this is more of a tale. They, <sighs> they're, they're, like they're, they're having, they're showing you him going out in the worst possible way. If he would have got killed, he would have went out just in that, as part of what that business is. To have him go out the way that he did, he, I, honestly, I, I hate to say it this way, he's going out on the lowest end possible. Friend, friend of mine, my boy, uh, Chad the Bearded one, who I always mention, who I play Call of Duty with, he had an interesting idea that I actually agreed with. He goes, when when Franklin goes out of the back end of the house with his boy, uh, and the, he says to the bum, you can't shit here. She's taking the shit, the back of the thing. It would have been great if maybe that happened towards the end of the episode, like the, the, the very end before the credits roll. And maybe the chick who was taking the shit says to him, hey, you know where I could score some rock? And you just see a gleam in Franklin's eye as though to hint, I'm back. 
I'm back. I can do this. And, yeah, and not saying that, okay, that means let's open the door for season seven because yeah, yeah, yeah. this was it. But just maybe, you know what I mean? Like, uh-oh, here's my chance again to give the audience the the hint that, hey, maybe he this is, this is, he's starting over. Now he had. That's why I'm saying this is a tale. This is a, this is why you don't do this tale. This is where you end up. That's right. a tale. It's the tale. It's the they, tragic ending of the of the, of the right. story that they want to tell. Um, the episode where you see Leon. I'm trying to think his name. Yeah. Leon and his girl, which is one of my favorite storylines in this whole in this whole thing. So, see, I was going to ask you. They go to Ghana. Yeah. They go to Africa, and she wants to move there. He's even saying he would wouldn't mind doing it, but you know, uh, home is a factor. And I was going to ask you, could you ever seriously see you yourself and Tara living in Africa? And before you answer, I want to ask you before you answer, would part of the reason, and be honest with me, would part of the reason you would say no is because there's not a lot of white people and you would just feel out of place and uncomfortable. There are a lot of white people, but not in God. Not, not in but God. you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's white people, but you know what I mean. No, that I, I just don't, I wouldn't have the connection. I wouldn't have the connection. That, what do you mean connection? Like, I'm not like, black, man. I, I'm not going to have that oh, same. Racial con connection. Yeah, I'm not going to have, you know, I could see myself going to Mexico, honestly. I, I've, I've thought about it, like, you know. And living in Mexico. Living in Mexico, having property off the grid, getting that beach property with the windmill and the, sol and the sun, solar right. panels, and you just, you're not paying for your electricity. Right. You know, it's coming in and, and you're living on the beach. And yeah, I could see that life. Like, I could see that happening that right. I could, but I have, I would have more of a connection to that. I'd have to learn how to speak some fucking Spanish, but, right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but no, but I, I, that I would be more connected to, but honestly, I've never been to Africa, so I can't answer that question. Right. I'm talking strictly from a cultural perspective. I'm not connected to it the same way that I'm assuming Leon is, is when he went there, it was I, more of a spiritual connection that she felt. Okay. And so I wouldn't, I don't think that that would happen, but, uh, I don't know. I've never been there, but from what I understand, from what people tell me, it's something that I need to experience in my lifetime. So I would, yeah. I would say that's my answer to you. But I would, I would like to put a caveat on it and say I've never been there. I would like to experience it before I really gave you a, a, a real true answer, because I, 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 not being there, but seeing just pictures. Right. Why wouldn't you want to go check out Africa? Well. Now, this is where a lot of Africans would get mad at me because like that's the stereotype. Africa is not all poverty-stricken. I'm sure there are some nice parts. I've been twice. So Johannesburg, South Africa, to be exact. But is it one of the richest places in the world? That's my question. I, I know it some is, will say in terms of resources, right? Resources, and if you're rich, it's one of the richest places in the world. But if you're poor, it's one of the poorest places in the world. This is where America is a lot different, and people don't understand, don't don't sometimes comprehend this here. Uh, when we talk about having having access, and all countries that have, uh, I don't want the the systems that the government systems that are in place is to keep people that are poor uh, from revolting so that they don't want to take over the government is to make sure right. that they're happy. Everybody gets a little bit of something, uh, whether it's uh, your EBT card or it's your, uh, or, or a, a job that pays your bills, whatever it is, you don't revolt. So you, you feel like this is, this is not poor. But when you go to a place 
where it's not based on what the government's going to do for you. It, yeah, you're either poor or you have it. There, there's a difference. But when you go, when you look at the cities in Africa, they're just as, as metropolitan as, as America. The cities. When, when you say metropolitan, you mean from a, a demographic, demographic standpoint? Well, no, you, there's businesses there. I mean, people have open, businesses are there. You can find what you can find anywhere else. In Europe, you can find the same things in Europe. That you, there's nice hotels in Africa. Yes, 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 yes. There's yes. nice uh, shopping. There's yes, businesses. Yes, So yes. all that's still there. But yes, there are villages where you might not have villages in America. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. You know, you know, uh, dude, I just like diversity. I'm in love with diversity. And listen, okay, look, I'm already going to disagree with you because I know where you're going. No, 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 I don't think you do. There are things in life that I think you are automatically supposed, air quotes, to feel. You're supposed to feel these things. You know, we see them in the movies and in television. Oh, man, the birth of my children. Oh, it was such a heaven-moving yeah, life. It was experience. gross. Eddie Murphy <laughs> said, gross. No. I didn't sit there and go, oh, 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 oh. I went, ugh. I'm supposed, as a black man, to go to Africa and feel this out-of-body moving yeah, brother, experience. I didn't. I don't think I, 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 I went, yo, this is cool. It's nice. I'm glad. I, I, I always wanted to say I went to Africa. I did it. It's I could scratch it off. I want to go back and see other parts, not just on Johannesburg. I want to see Cape Town. I want to go to Kenya. I, I, I want to I really see it. I said I wanted to go on a safari, and I did that. But I also went, I want to go home. But I... Born in the USA. I, I like home, man. Okay, you ready for my letters? You ready for my letters to come? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll be real honest with you. I don't expect, I wouldn't expect any black person to go to Africa and feel that that's the, the whoa sound. Yeah, you're like you, you mm -hmm. just walked into your spiritual homeland. Right. I'm going to be real honest. Uh oh. I think. Anyone who goes anywhere to their roots is great for the experience of going to your roots. You can say you did it. You did it. You saw it. You saw where your people originated from. But And you got to be careful how you say that. Your people. And this is where I get a little, like, this is where, get seriously, guys. Man, if you, I've already seen the, I've already seen writings that people send in on just my regular shit. So let's, let's, let's start a new chapter and get, get, <laughs> let's, let's get, get your shit out. You're going back to a place that you may have uh, ties to your origin, but you're American. If you lived in this country, as long as you're comfortable with America. That's my. That's what I'm saying. saying you're American. Yes. And you're going back to Africa, and you could go back there, and you can see the homeland where your ancestors came from. But as a black person, I'd be a little mad going back to where you might have been bought in this country if you're from your history, but you were sold from that country. So it is your people... But it's not really your people. You've made up a new set of people that in this country. It ain't like I got there and got off the plane and went, oh my God, the air is different here. That's, is that elephant shit? 
No, I, I, I didn't go. This is crisp. I want a home here. Man, I'm buying something. I, I took it for what it was. So, oh, this is nice. This is nice. This is nice. But when I was ready to go home. But when, but, but see, when you said you like diversity is what you said. Yeah. Culturally, I like things that, to be culturally different. I do. I like experiencing all I do. different kinds I of do, cultures. Man. But when you go to Africa, all those cultures are different just because everybody's, if you, like you said, it's black. Yeah, everybody might be black in that in those areas, but they're all different areas with all different cultures. I want to experience the culture within the culture. That to me is exciting. This, you know, when right. you watched um, now again, I'm going to forget his name, but I'm going to give you some clues. You ready? Right. He was a chef, and he had a show on CNN, and he killed himself. <laughs> oh, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Now, before you finish, I'm about to make your stomach turn. You ready? Yeah. You didn't hit record on the. Uh, no. <laughs> fucking way <laughs> this has been an unbelievably good podcast i, 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 I was just noticing that it's I, it's on oh, it's, not, it's on i fucking, hit it but i took a picture right it was on photo all right so you guys aren't getting all this you're gonna have a, a, a little you're not gonna get to see it you're gonna see us talking now but you're not gonna get to see this through the well, whole the people thing. that normally listen will get it from the beginning, beginning and then but, anthony will have to play the audio and, and then, then cut into this in. yeah so we're gonna pop up that sucks because this was fun though too. Yeah, man. Okay, but getting back to fuck me, man. <laughs> getting back to what we just said, that was the greatest thing about watching his show because he would go all over and he would experience in different cultures within the cultures. Right. So you're going like he was on this one where he's I don't remember what country it was South America I don't remember exactly where and so but they're eating guinea pig man. That's their, that's one of the things that they eat. They're eating guinea pig and he goes into these homes and these aren't lavish homes. These are like re real people's homes right. and he's going in and he's having dinner with them and he's drinking wine with them and he's experiencing the, the culture of the people, man. This is where, why I talk about things on the podcast, the way that I do and why I don't want to see things the way people want to see them. Cause I don't, I want to enjoy the people, the culture, the, the things that everybody brings from the history. Because if, if, if you believe anything about the Bible, and let's say that there was really two people that started this, that kicked this fucking whole world off, mm -hmm. everything else is developed on its own, and all those cultures are unique within themselves, not just because of the people, but because of the environment that they lived in, because of what they were able to eat, what they were able to grow, what they were able to, to stay warm, be cold, whatever it was, all that created those cultures. People, don't, people think they create the culture. The, wor the, the world that we live in creates the culture and everything around it continues to recreate the cultures. So that's the beauty of it, man. Who else is, no one here in America on their own, unless they came from that culture, is eating guinea pig. But there's a culture that the guinea pigs are the right thing to eat for where they live and that's what they're eating. Man, that, there's something to understanding that. That's what I love about it. So when you say, would I, would I go there? I don't know that I would say off the top of my head, that's where I'd feel rooted, but I like Mexican food. I like, I like Sonoran Mexican food. I could see myself going down to some beach and, and, and enjoying what I've already comfortable with because I know that works for me. But if I went there and I experienced it, how do I know? And that's why I said I'd put an asterisk on whether I could say I'd want to go there. I might go there and find some food that I like, people that I like, playing games that I like doing things the way that I want to do them. And I go, you know, this is where I want to be. But we are so, and then in America, since everything is offered to you here and every restaurant in the world is here, uh, all the foods are here. You don't have to leave this place. It's very comfortable to be here. 
But I would, I, you know, because you would miss things that you can't get here. I would miss, you don't think I'd miss pizza if I was living someplace that I couldn't get a pizza? We'll have pizza there. We'll have pizza there. Whatever you want here, we'll have over there. Whatever you want over there, we have here. You don't, you don't have to worry about nothing. We make pizza here. We put, we, we put the, it's the, the, we got the yeast, we got the, the, the sauce, we got the cheese, and instead of the pepperoni, we put elephant chunks. <laughs> We can give you a large elephant ear pizza. Whatever you want. Don't, don't, don't ever try to think that you people are better there. We have whatever you want. We are not the conquered or the conqueror. When you travel, yes, you don't want to go and do you try to experience? I mean, here in the States, even in, here in, in the United States. So even though I'm, Have you I'm, ever had monkey soup? Yeah, no. You got to try the monkey soup. The orangutan, <laughs> the orangutan soup. Dakey, you don't know what you are missing. Have you seen the things where they eat the monkey brains? Um, Come on, do, I, we do it all the time. <laughs> we call it the baboon, the baboon base. You got to have the baboon base pudding. Have you ever seen this? Uh, it's a movie, I think. I saw it. I think it's a movie, but I, I don't think it's a, a documentary. But it could be considered that now. Uh, Faces of Death. Yeah, that, a lot of that is fake, though. Is it? It's absolutely fake. Because that's, that's the one where I saw them eat the monkey brains, where they put the monkey on the table. There was no real in it. Well, that might have been real in that. Uh, or, or no more real than when Indiana Jones did it. Did he eat monkey brains? Yeah, remember Temple of Doom. I don't remember what he ate. In With short round. Dr. Jones! Dr. Jones! <laughs> so, let me get back to Snowfall. Let's get back to Snowfall. But, ba but back to the African thing. So you wouldn't, you couldn't see yourself living in Africa. If you found, let me ask nah, you. Nah, You got a village, you're the king of the village. Everybody loves Aerie Spears. Uh, because I'm going to tell you, in, uh, in uh, I think it is Ghana and in, uh, where else? I'm trying to think of where else. We have a big following on, if you look on uh, oh, iTunes. No, uh, listen, dude, I, even before that, though, uh, like the dudes that came to the show, on Thursday, the four African niggas. Where were they from? Nigeria, Af right? Nigeria. Yeah, we have a big they, following there. Yeah, they said Aries. We love Mad TV. Mad TV is huge in Canada and Africa. Okay. So yeah, I you mean, you go there. You have a, vi a village falls in love with you. Man, man my, they take my care of face you. got to be on the money. <laughs> when I say the boy got his own money, the boy got his own money. Dude, what do they start making food? What you're loving the food? You're loving it. Why would you? Why wouldn't you enjoy that though? Born in the USA. It's like you said, I have a connection to America because America. I'm American. American. I, I, that's what this is what I know. That's why I'm going when I, I know that, you know, I'm supposed to go over there and go, oh my God, I'm home. I went over there and went, oh my God, I can't wait to get home. But is your yeah, I just I, I don't feel that connection like that. Okay, let me just ask you though is the connection to America because you know it or because this is what you love? Both. Okay. That's fair. Both, nigga. I, 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 again, I love the fact that I'm surrounded by Asians and whites and Latinos and Indians and Muslims and my people. And I, I, that, that's so much more fun. See, and I like when you say my people because although every city is different in America. Right. But when you say your people, the, the black culture in America is different than the culture anywhere else. Even though this culture has been adopted by more cultures worldwide than any other culture. Right. Black culture in America's America. It's, it's, hey, it's, listen, we didn't really talk about it because we're trying to get this snowfall in. But me and Andy went to two <laughs> different barbecue spots. Well, my boy who lives out here, Red Rock, used to play for the Cowboys. Uh, black people, we're a special culture, man. It's special motherfucking culture, nigga. 
But that isn't. That isn't. We are our own cartoon at times. But all people have their own cartoon. Within yes, their but we are a spicy bunch, nigga. <laughs> you know what the funniest part about the, you know the lady you called Oprah today? Yeah. When you guys were all talking and she's like, she goes, you're okay with the Kool-Aid and everything. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I go, this isn't my first Kool-Aid, you know? Yeah. yeah. And she goes, oh, okay. We went to a place just real quick for lunch, two places that serve chitlins and Kool-Aid. Nigga. Let's continue. <laughs> uh, so, so when, when, uh, uh, what's with Leon, when Leon and, uh, his girl, we're in Africa. What the fuck is this going on right now? I'm sorry. What the fuck? Oh, okay. oh her name? When, when, no, no, I'm not, you don't have to find a name. When Leon and his girl were in Ghana and they were taking that little tour where the guy was explaining to them about these are where the slaves were housed before they went on the ships. And then they cut to where Leon and his girl are sitting by themselves on the beach and they're having this moment of reflection. And Leon basically said in so many words how... Uh, he was basically saying like, you know, black people being sold into slavery versus him selling his people crack. He was making a comparison how the two were kind of feeling the same. Same. Uh, how like, you know. You were sold out by blacks. By, by blacks. And now he here he is as a black man destroying his own community. Did that feel to you what it did to be a little forced to be preachy. Did, did you feel like that moment was a genuine moment that needed to be said? Because to make that comparison, I see where he's, what he's going for, but did it feel a little forced just to be like a preachy lesson? I don't know if it was a preachy lesson. I think the comparison, though, uh, I mean, it's a stretch to make the comparison because it's a different... But is it? I mean, when you say, okay, so there was this... But see, this is, it's, it is, it is, okay, I'm going to say why I think it would be different. And this is not from anything other than just a factual way of looking at it. Uh, tribes in Africa were selling other tribes. They weren't the same. This is, and this is going to sound, you know, we tend to make everything black and white is the only way to say this. Where like black people do have, this was done to them by white people or white people, this black people did this to white people there. It was all black. So this tribe was doing it to that tribe um, for, uh, for other reasons. And then doing what they did as far as the, the creation and, and, and slavery that continued there. And then that made it available here, but here, this was all one group, one group that was supposed to be for each other in America. And it was about money and uh, not just about, and I guess that's about money, too, because it was about property and land. And that's what tribalism brings that to. So maybe it is close. I don't know if it was forced. I think it's something that people think about. I think it is something that if you look at things in a factual way and try to understand why someone would do that to them, uh, it, it does come out. Why? And, but the thing that they don't address, but they do address, is that did happen in, in California, especially in, the, in those areas. But no one had the ability to do that. No, the black people that live in California didn't have the planes, the access. This was being done by the nefarious forces above them as well. Right. So it's a stretch to make it. But in the comparison on a low on, on a on a spiritual level, when you go and that I think that's the point is that on a spiritual level, because that's what he was feeling is that spiritualness of connected to where he came from 
where, where you know the the origin of where someone comes from, and then realizing how you got to America was because it was uh, it, it was sold out. Some people went against other people, and and th- that happened. And then you go to America, and you say that you can see that same similarity because it was about money and power and selling people out again. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if it's a stretch, but in a spiritual way, I think it's kind of a, it, it's, it's a reasonable thing to at least investigate. Right. Am I, am I off? I mean, this is a white guy saying it, so I don't know. I, I said it before you even commented. I felt like it was a, like, I know what he's going for. But is it on a spiritual level, not on a, on a level, but on a, you're looking at something on a, on a, Okay. Then yes, he's, I get it. It makes sense. But there's so many, like, there's so many other. But you feel other, it's a reach. Yes, it's a reach. Because the factors that went into slavery to no fault of our own, to make that comparison, nah, yo. I, I think the comparison would be, you, you, you would think that you would, because you know it was done to you, you wouldn't do it to someone else, and then it was done again. But that's a very right. spiritual way of looking at it. Right. Um. I thought Leon's character, and this is what surprised me, and this is why right. I like how that I like when some when I get surprised. I thought Leon was going to get killed. Really? Okay, I could see how you would say if you had to go, because you know when 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 it's climactic and it's the end, you know people are going to get offed. So you might go through in your head, yeah, who's going to die? That's why I thought Franklin would be candidate number one. I didn't see Jerome. I didn't really see Leon, but I could see how you would think the Leon. The reason I thought Leon was is because Leon had run that um, that area. Right. And when you come back to an area that you used to run, now you have people that are running it now and going, who does he think he is? Is he coming in to take this back over? Right. I'm not going to let him take this back over right. and take him out. That's why I thought he was. he wanted to be, go back. He wanted to go back, and this is where the Leon tie-in to being in Africa, where he went back to his origins, origin of, Leon, uh, of where his people came from, and now he's here for where he feels like he came from, from the projects. And don't forget that very important moment when he was in Ghana, and he looked up at the building, and there was that quote. I, I wish I wrote the quote down, but yeah, from the guy I, I who, who basically was, this is, this is further beating the drum of spirituality and change. Because I think he was having an epiphany to the point of, I got to do better. We can do better. I, I want I want a future that doesn't exist in this chance, taking these chances. Uh, and of course, he went back to the game, though, but still. But, you know, the, the part that really surprised me, and two, okay, two things in one, is that moment that I thought was, wow, like when he, he was talking to uh, Franklin's mom, Sissy. Yeah. And she basically said in so many words, you are like the son I wish Franklin turned out to be. Right. And for a mother to say that is like she, in so many ways, felt like she gave up on Franklin. And then when we again talk about Franklin unraveling, shooting the guy in the back, his mother killing Teddy, uh, uh, his woman uh, taking the money. He did something it is almost unheard of and blasphemous in the black community. He said, fuck you, bitch, to his mother. Black kids, black men don't talk that way or disrespect their mama. But that was a black man's mama is goddamn. But that wasn't his mom anymore. That's what I'm saying. Part of the many things that led to the snap. 
Yeah, that wasn't his mom anymore, though, because as far as he saw it, that he she was part of the problem that caused him to be in this. She took away that money that he was supposed to have. If she would have waited a few seconds, she introduced him to the KGB and brought the KGB into his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that happened because of uh, his father and their relationship. And then his father's the one who brought the reporter into his life. Right. This all goes back to her. So the, he's they're, they're not together anymore. They're not family anymore. A black man saying, fuck you, bitch, to his mom is unholy, unheard of blasphemy. A white kid saying, fuck you, bitch, to his mom is just the prelude before he shoots the school. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's the prelude before he bombs a building, <laughs> before he builds his bomb in his mother's basement. What? what are you doing in there, Peter? Fuck you, bitch. Close the door. Tonight on 11 o'clock news, Peter Johnson <laughs> blows up the entire mall that's a Tuesday for a white dude. Dude, if you if you figured that out, if you found the code, you better send it off to the oh. authorities so we can get it taken care of. When he said, fuck you, bitch, my jaw hit the floor. And then she just hung up the phone like they they were done with each other. Yeah, it was, I, it was, uh. it was over. But Leon, you said he got back in the game, but he got back because he was coming to thought he was doing something and didn't know how to do it. When he leaves. Right. And he leaves it behind, then comes back, and that's when he finds Franklin. Right. He's a different. He's a completely different person because he realized he had to leave. And this is this is the story that I thought they could have done more with. You have to leave to save yourself, so that you can come back strong to be able to save others. You can't be broken, and save others, because you won't make it. But if you leave. And get strong, you can come back and take uh, take care of others. That's why when you're on the plane and they say the mask should drop from the overhead compartment, right. put your mask on first and then go to help others. Because <laughs> if you're halfway in helping someone else and then put your mask on, now you got two dead motherfuckers, not right. just one. So uh, that 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 to me was a big storyline that I felt was underplayed. He came, they didn't play up his part that he came back and he he could help Franklin. He, right. was, he, all, he goes, I'll pay your taxes. Yeah. I'll help you. Right. And Franklin didn't want it. No, he wanted to go all the way out. He wanted to go <laughs> all the way out. Dude, Franklin killing Teddy's daddy. Again, another moment of unraveling. Yeah, but that one was, I, I don't want to say it was deserved, but in the, in the, in, in, in the height, height of gangsterism, uh, you know, Teddy was, Teddy had did everything to break him. And right. so it was Teddy's turn to get broken. Right. Uh, when she kills Teddy, the mom, I went, why did she do that? And I remember Leon said to Franklin, she did that to, to save, save us all. all. Do you think that's why she did that? Or, or that was part of her being mad because he killed Alton? I think it was, I think it was. Because I'm like, why did this baby was about to get her money? I think it was when he said, when she said, is Alton alive? When, when they're standing right. there and she's trying to figure out if Alton's still alive because right. he told her he was. And he said, no, it's not alive. I fucking put two in the back of his head or whatever, however he says right. it. And uh, I think that's when she felt, whether right or wrong, whether she is, that he was so evil that he was never to be trusted and that he would say whatever it took to, to get what he wanted. So right. giving him this money or not giving this money was going to come with all kinds of problems. Right, and so it was. Be- that's why she took him out. Then I do think that if if it wasn't about Alton, though, maybe it wouldn't have went down that way. 
it was the emotional part of finding out and the way he said it so cavalier. I just put two in the back of his head, you know, right. or however he like said it. Like, stupid, stupid. Yeah, what do you think? think? Yeah. Right. And, uh, but that's her realization. That this man is never going to, even if he gives him the money, he's going to come back for him again. Right. And uh, I, I think that was, I, I do think that this wasn't over with Teddy and, and Franklin if he, if he got right. half the money. So yeah, to save us all. I just uh, liked how the other CIA agent just walks away from it, though. And goes, right. We're going to let this play out and we'll figure it out. Could they have done a seventh season and would you have wanted to see one? No. No, because the regular seasons weren't exciting to me. This closing this out. Right. I'm not exactly thrilled with how they wrapped it up. And then, you know, three days later, six months later, or three years later. Right. I wasn't thrilled with that, but I understood kind of why they did it that way, because you can't go and have. It would have had now we're, it's over, but now we're going to do a series to see how they right. end up here. Right. Um, no, I wouldn't want to see it. I did like the way that they finished off some of the people. Uh, I like uh, uh, who's the who's the wrestler. Oh, uh, Gustav. Yeah. G G and, and he's going to and it makes it feel like he started in life over, but he's going to get to link back up. Yes. And, and he had a happy end. He's going to have a happy ending. Louis. Yeah. Louis on the run, right? Yeah, but they were they were hiding her. Yeah, they're hiding her, but she's on the run. She's always going to have that hanging over her head. Right. She's never going to be free of it. Right. Uh, so, you know, however it works out for her, they're right behind her. Right. So either the, those, now what are those people going to come and say? Are they going to say, okay, well, they're gone, so now you're safe? Or are they going to say, you know, you're bringing a lot of problems here. You're going to have to go. Uh, we don't yeah. know which one it is, but her life is up in the air. Uh, last minute for me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, the thing that I also, uh, hold on. the thing that it also kind of got to me about the, the ending ending, uh, was because it, it felt like because of, had it not been for Franklin, he enhanced everybody's life, you know? Whether, you know, right or wrong, be it the drug game, you know, Louis, Jerome, his mom, his baby mom, they all had a choice and they all could have said no and they could have went the other way, but they didn't say no. And they all benefited from him. Uh, and like Denzel says, when you pray for the rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. So that being said, yeah, they had to take whatever came with that. But the fact is no one forced them. They were given a choice. Presented by him, they took it. They 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 gained some advantages and some their lives in certain ways got better. And then for it to all come crashing down on him, where's the gratitude? Where where you know there is no gratitude. And that's the part that hit me the most because I'm just like, again, I feel like I do so much for so many people, and at the end of the day, do they really give a fuck? No, they give a fuck as long as they're benefiting. But when it's time to go. A little gratitude, fuck you. That's when you hit a door slam. Gratitude is something that you appreciate, but should never expect. Because I do, I'm going to tell you from what you just said, and I'm going to speak a little bit from personal experience. No one ever says no. I was in that, not not in that including my including yourself. Yeah, not not just that game, right. not that exact game, but I was in the game, man. And people don't say no. Most people no matter who you think that they are, how clean they are, they don't say no. When there's an opportunity for them, 
they usually will go along with it. Very few people. And, you know, at the time I was irritated with those people. But at, at as I look back at my life, those are the people that I probably respect more because they at least stuck to what they, their beliefs were. Uh, most people go along with it. Most people are like, well, I'm not really the one doing it. If I benefit a little bit, it's not, you know. Uh, yeah, and myself included, I was wrong and I knew it was wrong. I accepted I accepted responsibility. I took what was coming to me. I, I didn't get anybody else in trouble. I didn't tell, I didn't, uh, I, I hate using the word rat. I don't know why it sounds so silly when I say it, but you know, didn't, didn't give up anybody. It, I just took what was, what was mine. I, I did it. I knew it, but I went into it and accepted that. Um, I, I just don't think most people have gratitude for anything because <sighs> Because no one can ever respect how much effort it takes for you. And I don't mean you, but I mean all of us for whatever it is that we gain any success or do or work for, uh, the amount of effort that it took us to get there. Everybody just assumes it came easy. And so for you just to throw a little bit out to someone else is not anything it's, you should. And so gratitude, I really think, is are those who show it, you should keep them close and those that don't they showed who they were saw a great quote on instagram uh when people don't get what they want they show you who they really are yeah i have i have no friends from then <laughs> no no i really don't I have none and and friends that i had before it i lost all them because of it right uh that's it for me man yeah, I think that sums it. What a way to end it. Summed it up on a real negative aspect. Just like the show. Yeah, but it is it is who, who we are in nature. We're not, you know, we 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 think we're good people. Right. But I mean the, the reality is we're good people as long as good things are happening. Hello. Um, I know you don't really watch it, or at least you watched it a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't know what your status is on it, but uh, as I said, I was waiting for these three shows. Godfather of Harlem. Godfather of Harlem, Snowfall, and uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, I, I, I binge-watched Godfather of Harlem. I'm on episode two of Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, Godfather of Harlem. Goddamn, dude. Yeah, I got to get back into dude, it. Dude. Dude. Let me tell you. I, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. Wait, well, you knew it was coming from watching the show. You know it's coming. They ended the, the this third season with the killing of Malcolm X. Oh, so they're really taking this, they're really taking this up a level. Damn. You dude, and it's it's wild because it's it's one of those things, you know it's coming. Yeah. And just like when I saw Malcolm X with Denzel, you know it's coming. But the whole time it's getting there and it's getting there and it's getting there. You're on the edge of your seat, you're biting your nails, you're going, oh no. Same thing. I was in the bed. Dude grabbing the pillow, fucking like, oh no, it's coming. And the buildup is so dramatic and so intense. Your heart's fluttering, your eyes are watering. You know it's coming. And oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. I'll have to, I'm gonna have to put that back on because I haven't I, I Where did you last leave off? Midway through the second season. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, if you get a chance, man, get back into it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Dude, we were watching so much at one time that I just got off the rails on everything. I had too much, and I had other people hitting me up with things. Right. So I'm starting to watch right. one or two episodes. Yeah. I, I just I, I took everything off. I haven't watched anything except I watched Snowfall, right. and uh, now I'm going to catch I'm going to catch up with Godfather of Harlem. I haven't I haven't checked uh, 
uh, Mayor Kingston at all. Right. Right. But I would, I would like to see it because Renner's also beat up. I want to see how he, he's he's fine when oh, he's through fine. the yeah, filming yeah, of this, yeah, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he gets fucked in real life. He gets right. fucked up after the after this, dude. Um, and the dude that plays the main gangster from Godfather in Harlem, Vincent Duferino. You know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's so fucking good. Oh, dude, he's, he's so the one that was on good. Law and Order. Yeah, yeah. man. He's so fucking good. Dude, he's a great Giancarlo actor. Giancarlo Esposito is uh, the politician. Can't think of the politician, but yeah. Yeah, that, that that show is solid, dude. Oh, it's so fucking solid. All right, man. Give it out some dates. Yeah. Uh, I gotta, oh, I got to get a ticket for that. Look, you guys can watch me go through my book now since we got it on here. So we were we were at Arlington this week. This is where we just recorded this. Uh, next week, uh, May 5th through the 7th, we are in Cleveland Improv. Just a bit outside. That was a serious shit. And then, guys, for the next three weeks, if you're driving on the 405 and you see a black Escalade, it could be Aries Spears because we got a few weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I will be in Hoboken if you guys are walking around the area I'll be out there somewhere I'll be the only 60 year old man on a scooter electric scooter riding around so um, and then May 25th through the 28th we're gonna we re we we, we re-emerge at the Helium Improv and the Helium Improv Helium Portland Helium uh, on that is the May 25th through the 28th and then we're at Cobb's Comedy Club uh, June 1st through the 3rd and then Pittsburgh Improv, June 9th through the 11th. And then for our first time ever, we're going to be at the D.C. Comedy Loft. In Washington, D.C. June 15th through the 18th. So check us out there. Oh, and then, guys, we're going back. I'm going back home to Tempe. We're going to Tempe Improv this time. Not uh, stand-up live. Not stand-up live. We're downtown. We're going to be down in Tempe, college area, uh, June 23rd through the 25th. So look for us out there. Uh, get your tickets. If you normally see Aries at uh, Stand Up Live, you're going to have to take a trip down to Tempe. Tempe people, uh, it's about time you got to see Aries in town again. He has, you haven't been there for in Tempe for a while, huh? No, not, not since uh, Stephanie. <laughs> Dude, I, I like Tempe Improv. I think it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, I'm excited to get back down there. You got any musical guests? Anything? No, I do not. You want, uh, you want to sing a song? Uh, <laughs> not really. You threw me off. Oh, what? Oh, we had that dude come out though. They sent us a song. Oh, I'm gonna forget his name. What dude? The guy who came. Uh, the guy who came to the the show this week. Didn't he oh, Gillespie us? something. Yeah. Yes. Dude, I'm gonna forget your name. Shout out to you, Gillespie. I just remember Gillespie. You came out to the Arlington Improv. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> yeah, we hope to hear from you again. So uh, thanks for coming out to the Arlington Improv. Appreciate thing. you, brother. Uh, great shows. Thank you, Arlington Improv. Last one, baby. Sunday night. We're all done. So thank you guys very much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing on the pod. Here we go. Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. 
don't, you don't like to do it face to face. No, I don't. I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. You mean it? Nope. That's crazy. Look. You can get a doggy style, you can get a ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it? 